It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. Pastor Jack King, I am your host, and today is Mother's Day. And uh, we're going to talk about it, and we're going to commemorate, and a lot of good things we're going to do today. Just keep in mind that this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. Our topic is the church. That's what we talk about, and everything we do centers around that concept of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, today, as we celebrate Mother's Day, there's some other things we're going to kind of bring to your attention. But uh, Mother's Day is, of course, a very special day. Moms are near and dear to all of our hearts, and we we just like to take the time to just to say, Mom, I love you. And my mom is already gone to be with the Lord. She's been gone for a while now. But I do remember this. Uh, every time that I tried to call her on Mother's Day, it was just almost impossible. If you did not get up early and make that phone call early, you would not get through. Maybe late at night. <laughs> and I just learned that. Get up, call my mother early. Because if you tried in the middle of the day or after church or anything like that, those phone lines would just absolutely be jammed. Now, I don't know with the uh, invention of the cell phone and a lot of people calling uh, through different the carriers and stuff. It may be better. I don't know. But back in those days, uh, it was just a landline. And so it was hard to get through to my mother. But I always made sure, even if I did have to make that call late at night, I always called my mother and told her that I was well, just a very proud son, that I loved her. And, of course, I still do. And, of course, as I said, she's... She's gone to be with the Lord, but we'll talk all about it, and we'll have a good time today. Remember, we have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And as I said, we talk about the church and what God is doing in his glorious kingdom. I always love to hear from you out there in Radio Land. If you want to give me a call, area code 850 Five six seven one seven zero three. That's my cell phone, and uh, love to talk to you about what God is doing in His kingdom. Show number one thousand and seventy one today, and you can find it on the podcast. Show number one thousand seventy one, but we will not be able to put the music on there. So the content you'll get that. But you won't be able to hear this, many of the songs that we play in today because when I don't have a guest in the studio, we play more music. And, of course, the music today is going to be talking about moms, about mothers. Isn't it fascinating that a lot of times if you, uh, after a big football game or something like that and they're interviewing some guy, they always say, uh, Hi, Mom. Very rare do you ever hear them say, Hey, hey Dad. They always say, hi, Mom, because, as I said, mothers are so special. And uh, if you had a mother that uh, 
Well, let's just put it this way. If you were fortunate enough to know who your mother was, and I know there are people who can't make that claim, but uh, to those of us who knew our mother and are know our mother, it's very important that we take today, especially today, and proclaim our love and devotion to this beautiful person who invested so much in, in, in you. My mother invested so much in me. And let me throw another little insight into this thing. Don't forget your grandmother. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I had a, I had a wonderful grandmother. And, and my wife, now she doesn't like to be called granny. She doesn't want to be called grandmother. She's Nana. But she is a wonderful grandmother. My, my grandchildren, they love her dearly. And so, grandmothers, happy Mother's Day to you as well. And we're so thankful for you and thankful for all of our wonderful moms. I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. And... uh we start our services at 11.05, and we will be honoring our mothers today. So if you're a mom, why don't you come on out to Freedom Road today, and we will celebrate the wonderful person that you are. And we always give little gifts to our mothers, so we're inviting you. Come and join us, 11.05, Capital Circle Northeast, in between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So if you're heading toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side of the road. We'll have our signs out there on Sunday morning, and you can find us and come, and let's just have a great service today. You've got time, even if you listen to the rest of the show, and then head it out. You still have time to get there on time, because 11.05 is a few hours away. So that's my invitation to you. Come and join us at Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle, North East. Did you know that uh, Mother's Day has been something that people have celebrated way before uh, Anna Jarvis uh, did her thing? I mean, we're going to talk about her. She is credited with being the founder of Mother's Day. But there were others who uh, had Mother's Day celebration uh, going all the way back to the, the Greeks and the Romans. <laughs> they, they also celebrated Mother's and, and uh, had special times in which they commemorated Mother's Day. Um, they had festivals, and there was an early festival in the Christian church honoring moms. But Anna Jarvis was a woman who, well, she, she loved her mother, and she wanted to um, commemorate her. And so she began to, to do things that would bring attention to a day that would be set aside to celebrate mothers, and especially her mother. And so and her way of doing this was by sending out carnations. And so 
carnations have become a symbol of Mother's Day. And so if your mother has passed on and she's deceased and you would wear a white carnation, if your mother is still alive and still here on the earth, then she would wear, you would wear a pink or red carnation. That becomes the, the symbol. But I, I read something that said that uh, roses are starting to uh, uh, become more and more popular on Mother's Day because some people would consider, now this is not my words, I've just read this, that would consider the fact that carnations are a cheap flower. And so if you give your mother a carnation that you're being cheap, and so they give them roses instead. But now for me, uh, I think that roses are for Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Now, my wife loves daisies. And so a lot of times for different things, her birthday and things like that, I'll buy her daisies because I know that she likes them. And I, just me personally, I like carnations. I think they're pretty. And they also, um, they have pretty good shelf life. If you buy a carnation, they'll be around for a while unless you allow bacteria to get into wherever they are. Then that will cause them to fade quicker. But I think it, uh, roses are, are, carnations are a very pretty, uh, flower. And I like the white ones and I like the red ones. But, uh, anyway, that's just things for you to know. And we'll talk a little bit more about this. But I played a song on the music show last night on the Saturday Night Gospel Sing by Karen Peck, and I kind of liked it. So I thought I'd share it with you here today because I know the audiences aren't always the same. People who listen to the Saturday Night Gospel Sing because they like the gospel music won't necessarily tune in on Sunday mornings. Others like to talk, and so uh, I'm just happy you're here. <laughs> Whatever brings you. The name of the song is uh, There's Something Going On When Mama Prays. I told you it was when Mama Sings. But now, for my mother, when you hear her singing, <laughs> you might figure something was going on. Because uh, basically, if she was in the kitchen singing, then she's happy. She, she loved her kitchen, and she, she loved to cook. And you hear her in there, she's singing, and you know she's really, 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 really happy when she started yodeling, <laughs> and she loved to yodel, and I, I always just got a kick out of it myself. I think I've told you all before, my wonderful radio audience, but there was a, na a lady named Bonnie Lou. Some of you may remember this. She was a singer on the Midwestern Hayride that came out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And, of course, we lived in Kentucky, and we picked up television from back in those days, only Cincinnati. And uh, we'd always watch the Midwestern Hayride. Actually went there once to one of the shows. But anyway, Bonnie Lou, she would yodel. And my mother picked that up, and she, but she got happy. She'd be singing, and then she'd be in a, in a kitchen yodeling, and you knew she was happy. So, yeah, something was up because my mama was doing what she loved to do. She loved to cook, and she loved fixing meals for her family, especially if she knew that you liked something. She'd make sure you had it. <laughs> oh, moms are so very, very special, and mine was. And I thank God 
I thank God for her memory, as you do as well. I'm sure you do. And uh, those of you who have lost your mother, you 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 think about this day and uh, kind of wish you could just see her one more time. You know, something that, that happened to me not too long ago, being a, a radio guy, back in about uh, 2003, 2004, somewhere along the line, uh, during Thanksgiving, uh, right before Thanksgiving, I had my mother call the radio show. And uh, I got to thinking about that one day. So I went back in the archives and found the recording on cassette and listened to that little piece of a call. It wasn't very long. And got to hear my mother's voice. I tell you what, that's special. <laughs> that really is. I, I've heard people say that, that you need, you need to record your loved one's voices. And I would really advise that because, well, I tell you what, they, just to hear her voice after all these years, uh, I lost her in, in 2012. So it's been almost well, 10 years. And uh, to hear her voice. Now, when, when I go, <laughs> they won't have any trouble finding my voice. <laughs> I mean, after a thousand and seventy one talk shows and the Saturday Night Gospel Sing and the Daily Broadcast, I'm recorded all over the place. <laughs> they, my family will not have a problem uh, finding my voice somewhere. But now, my wife, that's a different story. Now, she's been on this show, I believe, maybe one time. When I, my, the 300th radio show, uh, I wanted a special guest. It was the first show in the new studio. And I said, there's got to be somebody really, really special. I thought about it. And the family just dawned on me. There's nobody in my life more special than her. <laughs> and so I had to start buttering her up because this is not her thing at all. But I had to butter her up. And uh, finally, when I finally dropped it on her and said, hey, this is what she said. She said, you sure have been hitting for a long time. I said, yeah. So she came, and we did the show together, show number 300. And uh, it really was a special show. We talked about our lives together and uh, some very uh, personal things that we talked about on that show. So anyway, uh, that's just a little trivia for you here. Thank you for tuning in today. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host, and uh, I've been doing this for a long time. And I hope that you are being blessed, and I hope that you're going to church with your mother. Uh, I know that a lot of times uh, you go to a different church, and your mother goes to this church, you go to that church, but one time it won't hurt just to break away and, and go to church with your mom. I know my, my, my wife, she loves having her children with her on Mother's Day. It doesn't always happen, but uh, she loves it. She just loves having them there. It's very special to her to have her children. Uh, and it's been a while since we've had them all. <laughs> we got a bunch of them. And to have all the kids and the grandkids with her on Mother's Day, that would be a very special thing for her. But anyway, that's just part of it. Um, Anna Jarvis. If you've never heard her name, she is credited with being the founder 
of Mother's Day. And uh, as I said earlier, there are all different types of uh, celebrations around the world um, that has to do with Mother's Day that, that people celebrate. It's not always, not every culture does it the same time that we do. But Anna Jarvis was a person who uh, just really loved her mother. It says the origins of Mother's Day are celebrated in the United States that goes back even before the Civil War. Anna Reeves Jarvis of West Virginia helped start Mother's Day work clubs to teach local women how to properly care for their children. These clubs later became an un are unifying force in the regions of the country, still divided over the Civil War in 1868. Now listen to this. Jarvis organized Mother's Friendship Day, in which members gathered from former Union and Confederate soldiers to promote reconciliation. And, uh, you know, I think that'll work. <laughs> if there's anybody who can bring reconciliation, it's mothers. And because, hey, you raise a bunch of kids, you just learn how to, how to get people through situations. It's just part of it. Um, let me see here. Uh, it talks about a lady by the name of Julia Ward Howe, who wrote the Mother's Day Proclamation, a call to action that asked mothers to unite in promoting world peace. In 1873, and uh, and then uh, been many uh, Mother's Day quote pioneers, <laughs> people who thought it was important uh, to celebrate a day where moms became the focus. The official Mother's Day holiday arose in the 1900s as a result of efforts of Anna Jarvis daughter of Anna Reeves Jarvis, following her mother's 1905 death, Anna Jarvis conceived of Mother's Day as a way of honoring the sacrifices mothers made for their children. And, uh, well, they do. Moms, they sacrifice a lot. And they give a lot. And they do it because of their great love for their children. And, you know, one of the beautiful things in my life now is to watch my daughters who they've become mothers and to watch them raise their children. And uh, as a granddaddy and uh, an observer, because <laughs> I'm watching, but I say, well, they're the parent. So I let the parents be the parents, and unless it looks like perhaps that child might be harmed in some way or another, I pretty much let my children raise their children because, um, well, <laughs> Tammy and I, we had to learn, and we had our own way of parenting, and it wasn't. We have some uh, very very good friends who their parenting style was so different than ours. But guess what? Their children have turned out just fine. Our children just turned out fine, which tells you that there, there is not, quote, one way. There are lots of different ways that people parent their children. And so 
I let my children parent their children. Unless I'm in a situation and I see I better step in here and somebody's fixing to get hurt, then I will. And uh, there have been times when uh, I'm sitting there going, da 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 bite your tongue, don't say nothing, because you got to let them find she their own holds way. Him close Listen to this. Baby son, as wise men view the whole it's the Isaacs. So amazed she cries. Sometimes it's just uh, makes me wonder about the mother of Jesus and uh, having to see all of this about her son. And uh, I just thought I'd play that because it, to me it just it's very thought provoking that uh, she was human and she loved her son and to watch him endure those things. And I don't know about you, that, but uh, I hated to see my mother cry. <laughs> I just did, especially if it had something to do with me. <laughs> and actually, over the years, there really weren't that many times that I saw her cry. But the morning that she took me to Lexington, Kentucky, to the recruiter's uh, office, <laughs> She dropped me off at 4 o'clock in the morning. Of course, we got there a little bit early, and we sat out in the car and just talked, and then she began to cry. And I left her there in the car crying. And uh, it still kind of breaks my heart to, to think about that. <laughs> it, uh, I had no choice. I mean, I had to go in and uh, had to go face a, a new life. And, of course, it's like any mother sending their children off to the Military, you don't know. You don't know what they're going to be doing, where they're going to go. Uh, fortunately for me, it all worked out okay. But uh, she cried. And uh, so anyway, I appreciate the Isaacs for singing that song for us. And I appreciate you so much for tuning in here on Mother's Day on the Gospel on the Radio talk show with me, Pastor Jack King. And uh, I want to invite you to church. Come on out and worship with us at Freedom Road. That's where I pastor, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. Check us out on the web, frcm.us1105. You still got plenty of time to come and celebrate Mother's Day with us. Now, I want to get back to our story here with Anna Jarvis, because she is the one that brought all this to the forefront, and it is one of the most uh, commercialized day of anything. I mean, it tops it all. And uh, as they say, everybody has a mother, and you cannot, I mean, well, again, I don't know what the situation is now on the landlines. Most people, if you're going to call your mother, you're going to call them on your cell phone. Um, but I know back when my mother was still alive, it was still landlines and and you couldn't get through. <laughs> you just could not get through. You either had to call early in the morning or late at night because during the middle of the day, it was almost 
impossible. But listen to this. After gaining financial backing from a Philadelphia department store owner named John Wainamaker, in May 1908, she, meaning Anna Jarvis, this is the, the granddaughter now, or actually the daughter, the daughter. <laughs> She's the one that, that, even though her mother was the one who started, unless you say instilled in uh, Anna Jarvis's heart, the, the love for mom. She organized the first official Mother's Day celebration at a Methodist church in Grafton, West Virginia. That same day, I also saw thousands of people attend a Mother's Day event at one of the Wanamaker's retail stores in Philadelphia. Following the success of her first Mother's Day, Jarvis, who remained unmarried and childless her whole life, resolved to see her holiday added to the national calendar. Arguing, arguing that American holidays were based upon male achievements, she started a massive <laughs> letter-writing campaign to newsletters and prominent politicians urging the adoption of a special day honoring motherhood. I would tell you what, this lady, she went to work on this thing. <laughs> I mean, a letter-writing campaign to politicians and, and uh, anybody that she could get a, an ear of, she sent out these letters. By May 12, or May 1912, this is four years later, many states, towns, and churches had adopted Mother's Day as an annual holiday. That's quite an accomplishment now. Uh, we're not, you know, this is a day, no internet, nothing like that. Just simply, simply sitting down and writing letters. <laughs> She's gotten this much attention in four years. And so um, many towns and churches had adopted Mother's Day as an annual holiday. And Jarvis had established the Mother's Day International Association to help promote her cause. That's pretty remarkable now. It is. And her assistance, her persistence, paid off in 1914 when President Wilson, uh, uh, Woodrow Wilson signed a measure officially establishing the second Monday in May as Mother's Day. Hey, I'll tell you something. Persistence pays. <laughs> this woman, she, she was relentless. She was not going to be uh, set aside. She went to work on this thing and wrote letters and, and formed her club and got it done. And so, my goodness, this is a, by 1914, six years. In six years, without the help of Internet, social media, or anything else, she got this done. But there was a problem. Can you imagine what the problem would be? She didn't like what she got. And, uh, you, you know, you, you heard it, it talked about it. It's just a, be careful what you pray for. You may get what you got, what, what, you, what you want. She didn't like the end result of it because it became, and still is, 
a very, very commercialized people looking for ways to make money. See, what she envisioned was just simply that on a particular day of the year, you just sit down and write a letter to your mother. But see, now we don't do that. We just uh, go somewhere and buy a card. Let somebody else make it up. <laughs> Let somebody else uh, uh, decide what it is you want to say. But that was not her a concept. She just wanted everybody just sit down and write your mother a handwritten letter. And just tell your mother how much you love her. And I think that that's a great idea, and I would recommend it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do it myself. And I know, I mean, you say, well, you're going to do it. I'm pre-recording this show. You know that. And so I've got a little time to do this. And I think it's been four or five years since I talked about all of this. I remember doing this several years, a few years back. And I told you all the history of Ella Jarvis and everything, and I, and I, not so not to to bore you every year with it. I haven't done it every year, but I thought it was time to bring it back. And I remember when I did this before that I did write my wife a letter, and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to sit down, and I'm not going to get her a card. I'm going to write her a personal letter, and uh, she would appreciate that. I know that. And while I'm at it, you know, I can't send it to her. I'm going to write a letter to my mother, and just. Put it in the file and just tell my mother once again how much I love her. I'm, I'm going to do that. And I would encourage you to do it. Uh, husbands, sit down and write your mother or write your wife a letter. Oh, I'll tell you what. Ooh, I'll tell you what. She won't know what happened. <laughs> but I guarantee you. I play this song from time to time. But listen to it because he talks about his mother in this song. It's called the Old Country Church. Precious years of memory with my friends at the Old Country Church. Uh, the song is called the Old Country Church, and um, the Ed O'Neill singing there, but. Uh, what I want you to notice what he was talking about about his mother and uh, when he went back to that old church it says that he saw in his mind's eye her, his mother sitting on that third pew and uh, the influence that she had in his life that brought him back to that old country church and back to a place of renewal with the Lord and she, he saw in his mind's eye his mother sitting there, and he knew that she would be rejoicing there in heaven, seeing her son get his heart right with, with the Lord. And, uh, and I know that had to be the case with my mother. My mother, she, she brought me and my brothers to church. I was about two years old, and she was invited by a lady that she knew to come and bring her boys to church. And she raised us in the Sunrise Christian Church. And she prayed for us. And she read the 23rd Psalm to us. And she instilled the love of the Lord in our hearts. And, and 
one of the reasons why I'm in the ministry today is because of the influence of my mother. So I understand and I identify with the song and what he's talking about, about his mother there on that third row in that the pew at that old country church. This is the uh, Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. Happy Mother's Day and blessings upon all of our moms out there tuned in today. Bless you. Thank God for you. And uh, it's a very special day, and we we honor you as a person who, uh, well, you love your children and all that you did and all that you do to raise your children. I tell people from time to time when uh, when I, I see uh, young parents with their children, <laughs> and a lot of times you see them and, oh, they're just frazzled because kids will frazzle you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. And I always tell them, I said, look, just enjoy it because you'll turn around and they'll be gone. And boy, is that ever true. I just cannot believe how quickly our children grew up. And now I'm watching the grandchildren and they're growing up so fast. So while you got them, just be thankful and just enjoy it. And hey, this too shall pass <laughs> right now. Um, my, my daughter and my son and his wife, uh, and of course my, my son-in-law, they, they have two new babies. They were born just a few months ago. <laughs> and uh, oh, actually, the little boy, my daughter's uh, little boy, he's pretty chill. He's pretty chill. She says he, he goes to sleep. He sleeps well at night, doesn't, doesn't uh, keep him up all night long. But the little girl... <laughs> It's a different story. They they play tag <laughs> during the night. My, my son and his wife, they play tag with that little girl. But uh, I mean, all that passes too. And uh, the next thing you know, they're they're toddlers. And, and uh, I'm looking at the two. We got two two year olds, little boy, and little girl. And I just love to watch those two play. And I can't. Where did those two years go? But that's the way it is when you raise children. So right now you may seem a little frazzled, but just enjoy it because before you know it, they'll be grown up, graduating high school, getting them driver's license. Oh my goodness. And going off to college or or like me going off to the military. Uh, that's just the way life is. So like I say, just enjoy it. All right, let's finish this up here. Now listen to this. While Anna Jarvis had initially worked with the floral industry to help raise Mother's Day profile by 1920. Let's, let's, let's do our, our timetable here. It started 19, uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Let me get this right now. 1908, yeah, 1908. And then uh, 12 and 14. It was 14 when the... Uh, uh, President Woodrow Wilson made the official proclamation of Mother's Day. So now, by 1920, so this is 12 years. So 12 years has gone by now. And she became disgusted <laughs> with how the holiday had been commercialized and she outwardly 
denounced the transformation and urged people to stop buying Mother's Day flowers, cards, and candies. Why? Because she just wanted people to just sit down and write a letter to their mothers. Now, she promoted the flowers. Actually, it was her mother that promoted the flowers. And the, the carnations, a simple flower, white if your mother's deceased, red if your mother's still with you. And so Jarvis, or Anna Jarvis, eventually resorted to an open campaign against Mother's Day profiteers speaking out against confectioners, florists, and even charities. Listen to this. She also launched countless lawsuits against groups that used the name Mother's Day. I mean, she... <laughs> She didn't like what she got. So 12 years had gone by, and now she's ready to cancel this whole thing. But she doesn't have the same success in trying to get rid of it that she had uh, making it happen. Because remember, uh, in four years, four years, people were calling this Mother's Day. And uh, and in six years, it became a national holiday. She had a tremendous success. I mean, she made this thing happen. But she didn't like what she got and literally spent the rest of her life trying to stamp it out. So as I said, be careful what you ask for because you may just get it. But it doesn't have to be commercialized. And uh, like I said, I would encourage you just to do what she wanted you to do in the first place. Just write your mother a letter, a personal letter from you. And just tell your mother how much you love her. And, and talk about uh, special things. I just think that would just be, <laughs> just. I think it would be wonderful. I think it would just be a, a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. So I'm encouraging you. I'm, I'm going to start my own campaign here. <laughs> no, the thing is, is it um, something from the heart is always very special. It just is. Whenever somebody takes the time just to uh, express something from the heart, it's just always very, very personal. Now, there's something else I want to talk to you about, and we've got just a little bit of time left here. And I've waited to the end because I didn't want to um, mingle it in with what we're talking about, about Mother's Day. But uh, something that has happened here, current events, you're aware of it. Uh, the Supreme Court uh, is going to come out with a an opinion. And what happened was that Somebody spilled the beans, and uh, this doesn't happen to the Supreme Court. This just does not happen, and somebody leaked it. And uh, the those who are, who would defute it, and I'm talking about the justices, have not defuted it. In other words, they're, they're not saying it's not true. And so, basically, in some variation, 
what we're hearing is that they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade in in some capacity. We're not sure because it has not officially come out. Now, again, remember, I'm pre-recording. This is I'm pre-recording this on Wednesday, the fourth of May. And so just keep in mind that uh, things may change by the time you hear this on Sunday. But it hasn't officially come out. But the thought is that it's going to be overturned. And I say, well, Pastor, what does that mean? Well, he's, uh, basically, um, the what they said is that they got it wrong. Back in the 70s when they passed this thing, saying that the federal government did not have the standing or the right to pass this law because this was a state's issue. And so basically, if I understand this correctly, and always keep in mind, I come at these things from a layman's perspective. I'm not a professional newsman or anything else of that nature. I'm a preacher of the gospel. And I do a talk show that talks about the church. And so as I said, everything that I do or I say is centers around the activities of the church and how it affects God's people in the pews. Well, this is something that Christians have prayed for for years because of our great concern for human life and for the judgment of God upon a nation. I heard somebody, it's one of the talk shows, <coughs> excuse me, one of the talk shows that I listened to, they were playing a clip, and somebody was saying, how dare these Supreme Court justices tell a woman what she can or cannot do with her bodies? Well, <laughs> not even considering that there's two bodies here. And that woman is not only making a decision for herself, she's also making a decision for this child that's living inside of her. But the same person, I would almost guarantee you that the same person making that statement would also be the same person that says, if you don't take this shot, you cannot work here. <laughs> In other words, they're going to tell you what you can do with your body when it comes to taking a COVID shot, but you can't do that when it comes to taking a human life, and it is taking a human life. You say, well, Pastor King, I thought you didn't do politics on your show. I don't do politics on this show. I talk about the church and life and a God that loves all living creatures, be they born or unborn. Now, I know this is not going to be without complication. There will be ramification, and I know that some of the states are just going to load up and say, come on, come on, come on over here. We're all for this. And then some of the other states are going to be more conservative. And I hope and pray that uh, the two states that I love the most is uh, 
of course, Florida. We've been here. I've lived in Florida longer than I've lived in any other state, even though I'm from Kentucky, and I love the state of Kentucky. And I don't know how both of these states will go when it comes to things. Florida's already made some some moves. Mississippi has made some moves. As a matter of fact, Mississippi is the one that's gotten this whole thing going here. And so, uh, well, these are definitely matters to pray, to pray. Because the day that we celebrate Mother's Day is certainly a day that we would celebrate life and children. Now, I've got a little fun song to play for you. Um, like I said, not only, not only do we uh, want to commemorate moms today, we want to commemorate grandma, or as my wife would say, Nana. And this is a, a song by the Chuck Wagon Gang. It's called Grandma's Feather Bed. We didn't get much sleep, but we had a lot of fun on <laughs> Grandma's Feather Bed. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. It reminded me of my grandmother and my grandfather. My grandmother's name was Ethel. And, uh, of course, you have to be my age to understand this, but whenever they go to the gas station, they come and they say, well, what do you want, regular or ethyl? And my grandfather would always say, give me a regular. I got ethyl here in the car. <laughs> he did that every time. And, uh, well, I miss my grandparents, too. And I've enjoyed so much being with you today here on the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. Make sure you join me next Sunday morning here at uh, – 8 o'clock on 94.1. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this radio audience. I pray for them. I pray, God, that you would protect them and bless them, oh God. Bless our mothers and our grandmothers today, Father God. Let them have a very, very special day. And Father God, I just pray that you'd encourage us all just to write a letter to our mothers and our grandmothers and just tell them how much we love them. We pray for our churches today for our pastors. Father, we pray for our country and we pray for peace around the world and peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.